in the physical sense and in the spiritual sense. We're thankful for the freedom, God. Oh, we praise your name. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you put your hands together? Could I 
of the God that is still living. He's still moving. He's still breathing breath into our lungs each and every day, giving us power to overcome the exact same temptations and trials that he faced himself. If you're happy to be in that house of that God, come on, let's raise a hand clap of praise to him real quick. extremely grateful for each and every one of you welcome to Sunday service we're glad that you're here every single one of you is the heartbeat of the church without you this is nothing and so thank you all for being here today we have a few needs we're going to take before our Lord Sister Geraldine Osmus Annalise Smith Rodney Sneed Edna Halley Alex Stevens Steve and Amanda Jonathan Dickey, Jonathan Drake, and then please just continue to pray for all the needs that are on the overhead as well. In 2 Corinthians, if I butcher this, please come tell me after service, not now. But in 2 Corinthians, (laughs) it says that the Spirit is the Lord. And in the Spirit of the Lord, when there is praise, there is liberty. Come, I don't know about y'all, but that, that gets a little something going in my spirit, Pastor. Because all I have to do to achieve liberty, to achieve freedom, to achieve an overcoming state of mind is simply praise the God. Because in the habit of praise to our King and our Savior, there is a liberty. So I've come to tell you today, because of the Bible, not me, because of the Bible, if you praise God in your circumstances, in your trials, in your hell, that you will receive liberty. So at this time, we're going to open up the front. And if you have any need, and I mean any need, or if you'd like to simply step in for one of these names up here or that was mentioned, please feel free. And our ministers will pray with you and for you, and they'll anoint you with oil. God, we come to you with a humble spirit today, God. We come to you with a humble spirit and a spirit of a healthy fear of you, Jesus knowing full and well what you are more than capable of doing. God, we ask that your will would be done in our lives. Not ours, but your will would be done in our lives. In your great name, amen.
got nothing How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do
just for the youth it is just a youth-led service but God is for everybody and we're going to he has something for everybody tonight I believe that we always have powerful moves of God in these services and I truly believe that
God wants you all to be there, and I do too. So we're in agreement on that. And so, and then we have on the 13th, we have um, Ladies United Fellowship. And I believe, so is the location changed to Taco Delight or is it from Taco Delight? To Taco Delight. All right. So on the 13th, Ladies United Fellowship will be at Taco Delight. And then also we're going to have on the 21st is uh, midweek service is going to be on a Tuesday. Not on Wednesday. It will be on a Tuesday, the 21st, the week of Thanksgiving. So make sure you mark on your calendar to be there on Tuesday, to be here on Tuesday, not on Wednesday. And then on the 22nd, we will not have service on that Wednesday. Get ready to start cooking your turkey, getting everything ready for Thursday, which is right there afterwards, Thanksgiving. That is next. The 23rd is Thanksgiving. And then on the 26th, we have our mission pledge is going to be due. And that is it for our announcements in November. We're going to have our ushers come. We're going to take our tithe and our offering. Father, I thank you for the presence we already feel in this place, for the gratitude, God, that we feel towards you. I pray that we don't take for granted. But, Lord, I pray that we continue to move in your blessings, God, to operate in your spirit. I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver and anoint the word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Sing His mercy and grace In the mansions by our best He'll prepare for us place and I can see the light coming and I can see the day dawning If we hold into heaven When it's rain of rejoicing I will be When we hold Here will be 
special honor that I'm going to ask Brother Jerry Newberry to come and share a testimony that has blessed my life for many, many years. And I think that it would be good for us to hear that testimony again today. So Brother Newberry, would you please come and uh, share with all of us your heartbeat and I love this church uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad but I can promise you one thing it's not going to be old because Brother Meyer called me about three hours ago to do this so how about that so I'm kind of like Brother Sterling said. I uh, hope I don't butcher this up too much. But, you know, your testimony, in the Bible it says we're overcomers by our testimony. So, and Paul said be instant, in season and out of season. So it's, a testimony is not something you got to brew up or study for. It's what you live. It's what, what you overcame. How God pulled you out of the miry clay. But, one thing I want to do for I, I'll be brief, but I want to let my wife, uh, her mother just passed, and most of you know, I'm going to let her just say a little something about how that went and just how much she appreciates y'all. Well, I do appreciate this church, and uh, I hope y'all can hear me all right. Uh, we, we were just really blessed with all the food that was prepared. I got several texts, cards, and different things, and uh, we were sitting in the kitchen at uh, my home, and one of my nephews asked me, he said, where did all this food come from? And I told him, and I told him about the church family and how we have the care groups and how we have uh, ways of providing for families, you know, and he was just standing there just he just couldn't believe all the food that was brought in and everything that was said and done from our church and uh, I just wanted to share that with y'all that it did make an impact on all my family we've got a big family on both sides and so uh, I wanted everybody to know how much I do appreciate all of you and so many of you have said things that really helped me and so I just wanted y'all to know I do love and appreciate all of you without her I just I wouldn't make it I, all y'all already know that so that, I can skip that part when Brother Meyer asked me he's, he's talked about just so you'll kind of know I said Brother Meyer I'm not no veteran 
I said, I had, my dad was, and Susie's dad was in the guard. He said, well, I'm talking about a spiritual freedom. You know, we, uh, to get free in the spirit, I know, I appreciate all the veterans. I won't call too many names. I know Brother Bob Walker, me and him have the same birthday, born on the same year. Tuesday will be the same age, 68. And I thought that was ironic. But I've always, I worked with Brother Bob at KC for several years, and I've known him for quite a while. But I told Brother Meyer, I said, you know, he said, well, I'm talking about a spiritual freedom. And really, when you get to thinking about it, a spiritual freedom, and I know fighting for your country and all you other veterans, that's a very important thing. And, we, and I'm so glad that we all live in a free country. And this has been veterans, uh, yesterday was Veterans Day. But, but the spiritual things, I just want to share a little bit about my testimony. But first of all, see, we have mind, body, and soul. We're two-thirds a spiritual being. And we're one-third flesh and carnal. So what you do in your, uh, in your spirit, controls what your body reacts to. In other words, your spirit gives you instructions when, whether you're mad, glad, or sad. Then your body reacts. If somebody just ticked you off, well, then your body wants to react, and it does if we don't control it. And if you're happy in your mind, then you act happy. So our spiritual body, our spiritual Soul and mind is going to control our body. I heard one time that uh, the muscles in your face, it takes nine more muscles to frown than it does smile. Okay? So if you've been tired, cheer up, and you'll feel better because it takes more muscles to get angry. Have you noticed when you do have a, whether it's your family, your job, whatever, you're completely give out from emotional feelings in the spirit world. And normally when you're relaxed, you feel good. But anyway, on my testimony, before I go that way, my dad was in the, he was in the United States Army with the paratroopers of the 11th Airborne Division during the occupation of Japan following World War II. I know a lot of you know my father can't imagine him jumping out of an airplane but he was a paratrooper and then Susie's dad was in the guard, National Guard for over 33 years so I don't want to leave nothing out about the veterans this morning as I begin my, my spiritual testimony I'm just going to go right off the top my, when I was younger and, and before I go that way uh, I asked the Lord I want one scripture this morning, after Brother Meyer called me, I don't want just one. Is all I want. And the very first one that came to my mind, and I didn't mention about the other and about the overcome, but it was Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Unfortunately, I was 22 years old before that happened. But I remember everything, a little bit, of church and stuff that my mom took me to and my aunt over there remembers what we call mom very my mom got converted to that 
I think it was in 1965 or 66, I was about 10. My mom and dad were not in church. And I, I stayed with my other grandmother. And time goes on, when this happened to my mom, I seen a total, total change in her. I'm talking about like night and day. And even as a 10-year-old, and I want you young people to get with me on this, because the next few things I'm going to say is, is how a lot of people, everybody has a different life, everybody's around different family members, different friends as you grow up. But they all impact your life, whether it's negative or positive. It will affect your life. And eventually, you'll be thinking, well, what am I going to do? And you'll, you'll make a decision in your spirit, and then your body will react. If you've got the Lord in your spirit, your body will do the right thing. Before I was 22, I did not have the spirit of the Lord in me. And I was going places and doing things that I did not react very well because my body paid for it later, even in life, even today. Your sins will find you out. Don't ever forget that. But it's in 1965, they had, a, I believe it was a revival, I think Brother Alton and Sister Elmer, somebody, I'm probably off two or three years either way. I think his name was Brother McLean. Yes, okay. Uh, Brother D. Hart over on Grove Street. And my point is, me as a child, my mother would want me to go to church with her. Did I want to go? Sometimes, not all the time. But as I went, I seen things. I seen Mr. Maldi, Sister Maudie Smith running around aisles, talking in tongues, everybody, shouting and praising God. I'm under the bench because, you know, I'm trying to process all this. And, and time goes on, and it, as I get older, I pick up on all these things. That scripture I just read to you, train up a child, and when he is old, see, that's the kicker. After I got old, then I remembered the training. But I didn't remember it while I was young. I wanted to do my thing. I wanted to go do what I wanted to do. I wanted to get involved with friends that was cool. And I know y'all got different words now. I'm not even going to go there. But uh, anyway, my point is birds of a feather flock together. That's an old one, but it's true. If you get to messing with the wrong crowd, young people, you're going to be doing the wrong thing. And it's going to look like it's fun, and you think you're going to get by with stuff, but your sins will find you out. And I, I kept growing on up and growing on up, and I'd come over here. I, as I got older, probably more like some of y'all, but that on this bench right here, and I started finding out ways I didn't have to go to church. I would hide, actually, where I wouldn't be getting ready. And it would make mother late. And she would take off. Because she couldn't wait on me no more. And then I'd go with dad, which was not in church. And that went on for years. And, you know, my dad drank. But he came to the Lord later on. And he found the Lord later on. Much later. But my mom was a testimony to him, along with his mom and other family members. His brother and other things. And, and that spirit, eventually, he realized, you know, my life is not really going to end up to being much of nothing. Well, at 22, me and my wife, we met uh, 
I think we dated nearly four years before we got married. And then we went to concerts after concert, party after party. Only reason I worked all week so I had a big enough check is to go to another concert and go buy more beer. And we done, you know, our share of all the things. I'm just glad they didn't have the kind of dope back then that they got now. Because I, we'd have, you know, probably took it. I mean, I hate to say that, but they got stuff now, like that fentanyl and all that other stuff now, it kill you one dose. So all that, to make a long story short, I went on and done that, and something started getting sick in my stomach. I never will forget it. The very last time, Roger Pate at Merico, uh that went to this church, he started witnessing to me. And there were some people that, other people at that plant that, that knew about the wholeness and, and, and everything, but I, I just, I, it kept coming up to me. I kept pushing it off. I had two concert tickets in my billfold. Okay, as I go on, that very week, we was going to go on a Friday night to that concert. And I think the name of the group was Judas Priest. That's a bad one. That's real bad. It ain't got nothing to do with no Holy Ghost. Uh, I was in the middle of the week and Roger Pate came up to me and asked me and was testifying, you know, trying to get me to go to church. And then later in the week, and here I am thinking about going to this concert on a Friday night. Roger said, I had a dream about you and your wife. Y'all were going to Dallas. Y'all had a car wreck. He didn't have a clue I was going to no concert. He did not have a clue. You talking about cold chills. And that was going to be in Dallas where the concert was at. I don't know. I couldn't sell them tickets fast enough. I got rid of them. Instead of going to that concert, me and my wife had a, a revival over in Cooper. I didn't even let the preacher get through with a sermon. I hit that altar. And from that day forward, I, I just, I started, I think the next night or two, at the front right up here, Sister Nita Smith, and Don Smith, she's sitting right back there, prayed me through to the Holy Ghost. And I had hair down to here. I'm talking about right here. And I, I just, the God just moved in that way because I had gotten sick of all the things that I was doing. And young people, that's what will happen. It'll be fun for a while. But you're going to get realize that it's just, this ain't for me. It ain't in drugs. It ain't in sex. It ain't in all the partying and being doing the cool things. It's okay to do some cool things as long as God's in it first. But my point is, I got so miserable with myself by the time, and I went back to remembering those things. Why was that lady, what made her run around in miles? What made her shout? What made her, what made all them people do that? I, I, it all came back to me. And the scripture says, if you will train a child up, It'll come back to me. I, I can remember when I, right before Roger talked to me even, we were riding over to Greenville looking at some tires or something. And even before I went to the altar, we had went with another couple and we had some marijuana with us and we smoked it. But I got sicker than a dog. I got sick to my stomach. I come back home. I had six long, tall, long neck, 
I don't know, it didn't matter, you know, difference what brand it was. It, it was some kind of beer. I poured all six of them down the sink. And that's the last time I've smoked any marijuana in my life. Then I went on. But I'm just telling you, there's a spirit of freedom when you reach that point. My main topic is the spirit of freedom that, that God shows you that you can feel good in your spirit because we're two-thirds spirit and we're one-third flesh. And if you don't have the spirit under control, you will not control the body. I love this church and I thank everyone in it. And I'm going to turn this back over to Brother Meyer or Brother Stephen, whoever's Brother Meyer's coming. You're tonight, right? You know, the young people need the old people, and the old people need the young people. That's right. He is a veteran, and his wife is a veteraness. And we are thrilled to have people, and you can be seated, that have the courage and the faith and the confidence in God that produces life on the level that God wanted it to be. And so today it's a, it's a joy to celebrate Veterans Day in our physical setting in the which that our country still retains a lot of freedom in the work of the Spirit. And uh, we're, we're glad for that. And so we applaud all of those people that have helped give us protection physically. And we certainly applaud the Lord who has provided for us so many wonderful, wonderful avenues of spiritual wealth that Brother Jerry so capably mentioned that the spirit within us is what makes life workable. So let's just praise the Lord one more time that he called us. If you got a call from him, you're a blessed person. grateful today for all of you that have come back to Paris and I won't try to call all the names we're just happy that you are here today and for those of you who live here and have chosen to worship with us today we are very very glad that you are here my heartbeat is that exactly what happened to brother Newberry and that was that the Spirit of the Lord reaches down wherever you are, whenever you are available, and talks to you in a way that's skillful to guide and lead. Fortunately, we continue that same critical area. 
Bible says that the spirit of the Lord maketh rich. Well, every now and then we get in spiritual poverty where we feel like we are negligible or lacking and cannot make it. And so the spirit of the Lord at that point uh, raises us up in strong, strong power. And that's why the Bible uses the term that renewing of the Holy Ghost or the Spirit is what saves you from the problem of lethargicness, of sort of what the Laodiceans were. They didn't really need as far as they thought they But our need is greater now than it ever has been. The world around you needs a high-level sensitivity, a church that has great sensitivity and can truly emanate righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and let the aura of it come through in our voice. And so all of us by times are tempted to get a little irritated and sort of down on ourselves and that's what church services are all about services are just like you're brushing your teeth or keeping the earwax limited and uh, you know just some of the normal things in life and so in the spiritual world it is very important that we cleanse our heart daily because our daily diet is what we strengthen ourselves for tomorrow's activity. So uh, I would like for us to move into a few minutes of uh, intense and yet simple things that are going to make life work out, not only for you, but your neighbor. The reason the Bible said love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength is because that is an introduction to life. And then he uses that life as a river of living water. That is never to be dammed up and silenced. That river of living water flows through our voice. That voice must speak the fruit of the Spirit and that voice must speak the works of the Spirit. And as that river flows, we have what we are celebrating this weekend. Veterans are men and women that understand fighting the good fight of faith to lay hold on eternity. The scripture there used is eternal life. But I'm trying to bring it into a place where we sense it a little more carefully because when you realize that your next breath is in eternity, it's waiting on you. When you realize your heart is going to kaboom, 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 every next beat is going to introduce you to more seconds and seconds turn into minutes and minutes, hours, hours, days. And so the more you linger in a 
shallow end of that breathing in and out the spirit of life, the less strengthened you are. So the scripture used is exercising thyself unto godliness. For instance, uh, uh, Brother Darren's going to come up here and do a hundred push-ups right quick. <laughs> he can't find Brother Darren right now. <laughs> you, you see, the need of this hour is not low wattage from churchgoers. Ye are the light of the world, the Bible said. And the Bible teaches us that men love darkness rather than light. And then he identifies that by saying because their deeds are evil. You cannot hide from God. His orchestration of life is constantly looking over through the angels. Angels are those what we would uh, use as little orbs that, that are filtering in what's happening over here and filtering in what's happening here. And all of it's coming into the multi-system, what we call the spirit world, the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom of God, right now, you're mind is being monitored your heart is being monitored you say well I don't know if that's true or not if you wear one of those little things that uh, can detect your blood pressure and can detect your rhythm of life and you think that the one that created the people that could create that is not filtering in and here's the beautiful thing. When a man's ways, this is true right straight out of the book. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Your enemy is doubt. Your enemy is fear. Your, men, your enemy is in, impatience. Your enemy is wanting you to lie instead of tell yourself the truth first. Because if you don't tell yourself the truth and honestly look at life and let yourself know who you are, how you are growing in grace and in knowledge, which is what the Bible said, and he doesn't use it in the same way I do. He just like, comes right out of the closet and says, grow in grace and in knowledge. And then he turns around and many times over says, my people, the ones I've called, the ones that know a little about me, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, I am watching people all over. I mean, when you get a, a weird sound in your car, you can go punch in a few things in your phone. Well, there's no visible God 
that takes that message across to New York City and says, look, we've got what you're looking for. Just send us $100 and we'll mail it to you. Oh, by the way, $12 for the shipping. How magnanimous is that? That the invisible literally carries you to New York City or actually overseas. And you think God is not monitoring why you're getting things stopped up where peace and joy and righteousness keep you really living? It's when you're damned up spiritually. And the world uses that phrase in a horrifying way. And they'll say, I damn you for that. In other words, I'm taking you off of my list. You're not my friend anymore. And the world uses that kind of stuff. Right now, if ever, 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 we needed to have prayer not once a day, but pray all day long. But you see, if you don't understand prayer, you may miss it. Prayer is not always verbalization. Prayer is a spiritual intervention. So there are times... Did you notice God speaking to him? See, of course not, I'm not God. But he filtered in, I can tell you, he filtered in what I just spoke to him. And it wasn't so loud that the whole world heard it. But inside of him right now, things are going on that you don't know about. And God is speaking to you right now, and your wife may not know about it, and your husband may not know about it. But on this Veterans Day celebration, what we are celebrating is, thank God we have got page after page of veterans. And when you get to the Hebrews, the 11th chapter, You've got a whole chapter of veterans, men that laid their life down and said, if I die, I die in the name of the Lord. If my battle is not for all of my family, then they choose to abuse my victorious, overcoming spirit. That's their business. But I am going to fight the fight of faith. You have to fight for faith. It is not an automatic thing. It don't just happen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the testimony or the word of God. And so God 
put it in the voice of manifold people, multiple men and women, multiple situations in which that we see that where God was not entertained, they went on into hell. But where God was entertained, they ascended into hell and led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men and said I'm going to honor you with a medal and that is going to be an insignia that when the devil comes and his angels of darkness come they are going to know they can't whip you. They can't destroy you. They can't destroy your family. You've got a network of angels that are going to absolutely bring thought patterns and powers and when they see a mother living in victory and they see a dad dancing in the glory world they all of a sudden know that didn't come from electrical outlet. It didn't come from a phone call. It came from an answer from the king of kings and the Lord of Lords and the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it and are We know there's a safety and that we are hid with Christ in God. Jesus wasn't worried. He didn't worry. He knew that sin was horrifying. He knew that evil men would not love him. He knew that everybody would not follow him. He understood that he was the only true light that would ever come into a world of darkness. And he knew that the penetrating forces of hell and pitiful things would be constant barbs in his So he said, don't think it's strange concerning all the fiery trials. The apostle Paul was one of the ones killing Christians. And he writes that. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that have come to try you. Being married is not always easy. They didn't expect me to come with that. This is real living, folks. This is not some little cute thing we do on Sundays and Wednesdays and, and we just go through some little routine. No, 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 no. We're, the washing of the water by the word. The word of God is a Niagara of cleansing that cleanses your mind. I'm here to tell you as a pastor of a church and a people that I have preached to across America and in foreign countries, I and I'm, a, I'm still very vulnerable when those little voices come and they don't love you and they don't care about you and they don't want, want you around. I am not enough to know those are lying spirits. They are lying spirits. God will never tell you you're not worth it. God will never tell you you don't have a chance. God will never tell you you're not you're worthless. I'm here to tell you those are lying spirits meant to destroy your home, meant to destroy your city, meant to destroy your world. I'm not going to let it happen, not on my shift. I'm going to get the sword of the Lord out and we are going 
going to do battle in this city. We are going to fight the fight of faith. We're going to talk the word, not our opinions. We're going to talk the word. This is the sword that will destroy the enemy that is invading our hearts, our heads, our homes. We've got a chance. I wish somebody'd stand up and tell God, I understand you're giving me a chance. You're giving me a chance to shake the world, to shake it and shape it. I wish you'd just pray for one another right now. If you're sitting close enough to your wife or husband or a friend, I want us to pray one for another. That's what the Bible said do. But pray in faith. God, give my sister, give my wife, my husband. Let's pray aloud right now. Father, we're going to shake this city. We're going to not only shake it, we're going to shape it. God, I feel your glory. Oh, hallelujah. Once you have prayed that prayer, I want us just to praise him. And I think it'd be good if we just stood and praise him. He is worthy. He is worthy. And while you're standing, would you please pray for your pastor and the preachers in this city? We can rally a fire. Not only your pastor, I mean pray for every preacher in this city. God, we're not just praying for Pastor Meyer. We are praying for revival in every building that names the name of Christ in any way. Sister Denise, could you lead us? Take this microphone to Sister Denise. I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love
God bless you as you're seated. And again, I, I want to remind you what the Bible gives. You, you and I have been quietly reaching and listening, unfortunately, to watch the word love be watered down you and I both know that many people say I love you but they never call you when you're hurting you call people that you love you look at people that you love you may not like them but you were a candidate for the king and he looked at you and said come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and just got married and I will how dare you let her walk over here by herself When you get married, you are one. He hadn't practiced this, and so it's just, you know, he started young and, and has been helping me for years preach. What a, what a couple. But here's the thing that you want to understand, that love is giving protection and provision. And that's in your Bible, straight up and down, St. John 3.16. It's no wonder that the enemy has tried to twist that a little bit, just a little. He didn't take it out of the book. He didn't try to say that scripture don't mean anything. What he did, he put in a, a watered-down version because if you know the truth of it, you cannot do all of those other things and have true love one to another. See, love is giving protection and provision. If you see somebody vocally, vocally or physically about to hit her, what are you going to do? You're going to get her in a safe position. And so the Bible says we are hid with Christ in God. Well, God is a spirit. And humans try to make him another God as a flesh. The Lord, it's very simple. God is a spirit. 
And then he turns right around and said, God is love. Wow. What an inestimable glory that is. And so we are never to punctuate the living God with little gods. And that's why you'll see in the Bible, the little G's have to do with little earth gods. The big G, our Lord God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just because she burned your bacon yesterday, you don't get ticked off. Thank you. Now, I'm using a little parallel here, but I'm about to read to you something that I dug out of my file just a, oh, a few days ago. Handwritten. It's called Courtney's Life. Some of you may remember the little red-headed Courtney. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Courtney. Courtney loved God so much. She was always eager to be in the house of God. She loved her pastor, her Sunday school teacher, and pastor's wife, and her sister very much. Her pastor's name was Robert L. Meyer. I really got tickled when I reread that. Her Sunday school teacher was Kyron Hamner. Her pastor's wife was Donna Meyer. And her pastor's sister is Sharon Seaton. Tells you a little bit about how long ago this was. <clears throat> They all have a special place in Courtney's heart and in her life. They teach her so much about life and serving God. Chiron is her role model, best friend, and guardian angel in her eyes. She don't know it, what she would do without them. That's enough about that. So now, subject she loves her family very much for being there for her when she needed them most. They got her into going to church. Courtney even loves her truest friends. Their names are Jenna Morton, Jana Price, Ashley Hope Kelso. Tiffany Hood, Sister Jency Proctor, and Sister Sandy. They all teach her about real life. And when she's depressed, they're always there to brighten up her days. They make her feel like she is someone unlike anyone else. She cares so much about them all, even though she doesn't really know or show it. All of them have a special place in her heart. She cannot be herself without them.
that is from years ago. We are living letters known and read of all men. She lives today with those memories and those kids that left this room here a while ago and went to classrooms will never forget your worship entertaining a presence that they will never get off of TV unless it's a Holy Ghost ministry. They will never get that at a place where the Holy Ghost is not the living power source of a local assembly. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going through a routine to go to church regularly. You never know. Coach Foy, would you mind standing up? This is our basketball coach from the, what, what is the name of that little college over there? Do y'all still call it PJC or Paris Junior College? I met him years ago doing a little odd and end work for, uh, I don't even know who it was. Do you, who, who was the realtor that sent me over there to fix your ceiling or whatever it was? Fred, yeah, right. And most of these people know Fred. And uh, Coach comes as regularly as he can here, and he's doing a great work. I want us to pray for him. He is trying to help our city and help our college. So, Coach, would you, you won't, you won't be embarrassed if everybody prays for you, will you? This man has got a daughter that's trying to be a missionary, and he's got some people that he's trying to help, and I want us to pray that God will give him angels and strength. Right now, Coach, receive it in the name of Jesus. We pray victory in your mind and your heart glorifying you and giving you verbiage and words to say to encourage all of your team and all of the people there. In the name of Jesus, I pray glory. Hallelujah. Why don't we all just worship the Lord? Thank you, Coach. I just want you to be blessed, man. You've become a great friend of mine. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a whole lot of Holy Ghost stuff around here right now. Has anybody got a testimony? You just want to stand and testify? John, that's good. Go ahead. And you have proven that. The guy with a Band-Aid on his head. John, go ahead and say a word. I, I sense it in you, buddy. I mean, my parents barely knew where I was, what I was doing. I, I was just running amok. And out of nowhere, I was struck down. And God told me, he said, you know, it's time to slow down. It's, it's time to change your life. And really, he gave me a whole new outlook on life. I mean, everybody that I run into now, they see me. They're like, oh, you're, you look different. You look different. You look different. And well. Only thing I can figure is that's 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 God shining through, you know. Uh, take this piece of paper right here that you got this morning, and that's how close to paralyzed I was. But all that 
is, is the space that it took for God to place a miracle. All he needs is just a little bit of space, and he can implant a miracle in your life. I wasn't even supposed to walk, wasn't even really supposed to live. This bandage on my head is proof of it. You know, I wasn't wearing a helmet. I just ignorant. <laughs> really, I mean, I was. But God, he reached down, and, and even in the deepest, darkest parts of my life, and he saved me. So if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Hallelujah. I don't want you to pray it out loud, but I want you to whisper. God can hear your whispering voice right now. But out of your soul, I want you to pray for somebody. Maybe multiples of people, but right now we're going to bring the blood of Jesus and the authority of the word. He said, I will go with you. I will be with you. And your prayers are you. Don't ever underestimate your ability to reach people with prayer. Angels are listening to your heart right now. Hallelujah. That's it. Oh my God, there's something happening in this house. There's some stuff going on in this city right now. Father, we pray it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you need forgiveness, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. If you came in here weak and weary, he said, I will strengthen thee in the day of trouble. He is the God of gods. He's not a God. He is the God of gods. Praise God. Okay, let's just open it up now and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lion. Hallelujah to the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah to the Savior of the world. Hallelujah to the coming King. Hallelujah that the holy city exists. Hallelujah that there's going to be a resurrection. Hallelujah that the graves are going to be opened and the dead in Christ shall rise first. In the name of Jesus, I pray angels to go with this crowd. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't have a lot of time left. I don't want to take up a lot of time. I know this day we all are busy. But I want you to understand that God, the Bible said the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth. And I mentioned this two or three times in the last month because it is so critical to know. Your phone and all these things going on, satellites and all, you speak into your phone, it goes from here through the air, winds up hitting an antenna over here and then bounces to another one over here and winds up overseas. That's huge but that it don't even get close to rivaling the voice of your soul that touches the hem of his garment and releases virtue to help in the time of need. 
we are a people that discipline our flesh or crucify our flesh because that's what he said do. We don't dress like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, think like the world. He didn't. He was the light of the world. And he was such a light that religion tried to destroy him. But you can't destroy a king like him. You can't get rid of an, a life like him. They just didn't understand that if you crucify him, he's going to come back with multiplicity. I'm telling you, Veterans Day today is a day to celebrate the veteran of life, the one who came in flesh robed himself in a sinful body and he came to let you know that I know how to fight the fight of faith and I know what I can do and I know what I will do and I will let you do what you want to do but if you'll call on me I will come to you and I will bless you and I will teach you how to treat a husband I will teach you how to treat a wife I will teach you how to Keep praying. Would you hold that little darling up? It's all right, baby. It's just me and you and the pastor here. Yeah, that's it. You just quiet them like that. Just tell them pastor's on the show. If the devil could have had his way, she wouldn't be grinning at pastor like that. I'm telling you, there's a great God. I said there's a living God. I said there's a wonderful God. There is none like him. There's none beside him. That's why we are oneness people because there's one source. When you use the word father, that don't mean another human. God furnishes energy for every tree out there. God furnishes energy for the rain, the clouds, and all of the other. It's no insignificant thing that the spirit world, the invisible world, can blow a cloud all the way over here and create atmospheric pressures up and down quick and short. And when those atmospheric pressures are changing, that's when the wind starts blowing hard. And so when that barometric pressure goes, starts going up or down, you can count on it. That when that barometric pressure goes down, clouds are going to fall in that low area. It's not a real big deal. I'm telling you, he does it every day all across the universe. He is working with the stars right now. He's getting ready to get everybody out of the grave right now that's died in the faith. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to be buried without being buried in the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Ghost because the Spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. When you get the Holy Ghost and you die and they put you in a graveyard, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit has got your name and your name is in the Holy Ghost and let me tell you what's going to happen there's going to be a revival like the world has never known the graveyard is going to come loose and those who died in the faith so that's why you want to be baptized in the name of Jesus there's no authority without a name and when you get baptized you don't get baptized in titles you get baptized in a name that's above every name at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus every tongue shall confess that he alone is God there's none beside him there's none like him study that book don't you let your flesh lie to you and tell you it don't make any difference what you do and how you do it as long as you say, I accept Christ. You're lying if you don't accept him. 
No. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And this is the part you got to get. The Word became flesh. And He dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory. And so every miracle that you see Jesus do in that book came from a source, the Father of life. That's the spirit world. But he came in flesh so he could be tempted in all points. Come here and help me a little bit more now. I hate to do this. Yeah, my dad got a lot of practice because I was an ornery young man. But after a while, I, I learned to lie for a while. But he found out I was lying, and so he doubled up on those straps. It, it didn't work out. And so what I'm trying to tell you is don't lie to God and don't lie to yourself. Because damnation is the other side of lying. Please don't lie to yourself. If you have to ask forgiveness a hundred times in a day, he's not going bankrupt on forgiveness. He has got a million forgiveness programs. Call on me. I will come to you. Call on me. I will cleanse you. Call on me. I will heal you. Call on me, I will give you wisdom. Call on me, I will give you love. Call on, he's got programs for everything you're going through. Why in the world are we trying to get people to give us our answers when we've got our next breath as a house of God and the glory of the lamb and the lion and the tribe of Judah. I'm here to tell you right now, it's high time for the church to rise up and say in the name of Jesus, we're not settling for a lukewarm church. We're not settling for a lukewarm life. We're not settling for diversity. We are settling the question. Do I make him total God or do I make him part-time God? And so could we stand as the musicians sing? And would you pray one more time? You don't have to pray out loud right now. But would you pray for somebody that you're going to keep praying for this upcoming week? And we're going to settle it with ourselves and with God that we are going to have a revival of holy fire in our personal heart, our personal life. And I will not settle for anything less. Now, you can put it in your own words, but I'm trying to give us an equivocation to reach out into the land. And if there's anybody here today that don't have the Holy Ghost, you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, this is your day to settle the issue of fight, the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. 
because though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. When you're baptized in the name of Jesus, your blood, the blood of Jesus cleanses your history. It's going to be 